Hello and welcome into the Gotta Be Saints podcast. I'm your host, Brendan Gotta. Join me each week as I speak with future saints about being saints. Today's podcast is titled The Beauty of Conversion. I wanted to take a few minutes today just to hit on the beauty of the feast of the conversion of St. Paul. The church calendar is ripe with wonderful feasts. We celebrate so many wonderful men and women who lived courageously for our Lord, who lived faithfully, who gave their lives for the church in some instances. We celebrate these martyrs. We celebrate these men and women of pure heart, these men and women who desired to live for the Lord above all else. We celebrate them and we reflect on their lives so in turn that we may also pursue holiness like them, that we may turn to their example and try to live faithfully like they did. There's beauty in these feast days, in these celebrations. But today's feast, if you're listening to this on the 25th of January, is the feast of the conversion of St. Paul. And this message that I want to share, I think, is applicable not only for today, but for all times, focusing on the beauty of conversion. So I wanted to start by painting a picture. I want you to think of the person in your life who is most in need of a conversion. Or think of somebody that you just know in the public space. Maybe for you, you think of a politician. Maybe you think of an actor or an actress or an athlete. Maybe you think of a family member. Or maybe you think of a neighbor. I I think it's fair to say that each and every one of us could probably pick at least one person in our lives or somebody that we've seen in the public space that is in need of conversion. Now, of course, I would like to believe that for all of us, our desire for their conversion is because we want them to be in heaven. And that is good. And that is right. And that is just. And that is what it should be. But maybe we also are consumed with the fact that what they are doing is hurting other people as well. We might find ourselves even a little less concerned about their soul and more concerned about the souls that they are affecting. I think this is real. I think this is is fair in many instances. Sometimes our desire for righteous anger is not always accompanied by compassion. But I think this feast of the conversion of St. Paul provides us some insights into how we should be looking at conversions, how we should be looking at ourselves, and how we are called to be imitators of Christ and also his hands and feet. So if you know anything about Paul's conversion story, it starts with a different name. His name was Saul. And Saul was a persecutor of all Christians. In his mind, Christianity was false, and so it needed to be eliminated. 
He was a very faithful and pious Jew. And so he spent his time persecuting all Christians. And because of his understanding, he felt righteous in his actions. He felt like the only way to rid the world of this lie of Christianity was to get at the root of it and root it out. And so he attacked the apostles. He attacked the disciples of Christ. But the Lord had other plans, and it started with telling him the truth. And so if you look at Acts of the Apostles, if you go to chapter 9, there's this imagery that's just beautiful. Saul is, you know, up on his horse, and he, he falls to the ground. And a voice comes to him and says, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he says, who are you, sir? Then the reply comes from Jesus himself. He says, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. Now get up and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. And, of course, this light shines, and he he no longer can see. And so he finds his way into Damascus. And for three days, he's just waiting, waiting for what is next from the Lord. And then the next character in this story comes into play, who's really a central character and one that I want you and I to to focus on here is Ananias. This is a disciple. He's living in the town that Paul is now in, that Saul is now in. And the Lord appears to him and he says, Ananias. He answers, here I am, Lord. Get up and go to the street called Straight and ask at the house of Judas for a man from Tarsus named Saul. He's there praying. And in a vision, he has seen a man named Ananias come and lay his hands on him, that he may regain his sight. So Ananias is a faithful, faithful Christian. He's an apostle of the Lord. And now he's being asked to go and help a man. But as he continues, he, he makes it abundantly clear to the Lord. I know who this man is. Lord, I've heard from many sources about this man, what evil things he has done to the holy ones in Jerusalem. And here he has the authority to imprison all who call upon your name. He explains to Jesus, I'm frightened. And the Lord just says, go, for this man is a chosen instrument of mine to carry my name before Gentiles, kings, and Israelites. And I will show him what he will suffer, have to suffer for my name. And I will show him what he will have to suffer for my name. So Ananias is fearful. Think back to that person that we were thinking about earlier, that person that you know needs to convert, needs to know the Lord, needs to find the Lord. You probably are are somewhat fearful of that person, what they're capable of. You know, there's been many leaders throughout history who were far from Christian. They, They did terrible and awful things. If you can imagine that person, that is who that is who Saul is at the time. He is someone with a great amount of power, great amount of influence, who is destroying the people that you and I know and love and care about. I mean, this is a a scary man. And yet our Lord is telling Ananias, I, I have a plan for him. And I want to use him. 
And so, of course, Ananias goes and he listens to the Lord. He lays his hands on Saul and he tells him that you must regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And the next thing he does is he gets up and he's baptized. For many of us, when we think of the person or people in our lives that need conversion, or maybe we even look at our own self and we say, Lord, oh, help me. Help me to fully come to know you, fully trust you, fully be yours. Because we all are called to conversion. It's a conversion of the moment. But in this instance, I want you to think about that person who, you know, is so in need of it that you're fearful of potentially ending up in hell. That is who who Paul is in this moment. And yet, because of this act of kindness, because of this act of love, because of this encounter with our Lord, he's completely changed. He not only allows Ananias to show some compassion and love to him, but he immediately gets up and is baptized. He doesn't know the Lord in a real way yet. He doesn't know all of the theology behind the Christian teaching. But he does know that he's encountered a living God, and that living God needs him. And although he probably feels very unfit at this moment, he's able to recognize in his humanity that Christ wants to use him. And there's so much beauty in that. Now, I don't want to keep talking for too much longer because I think the message here is simple. The message is that we have a lot to learn from both Ananias and from Paul. And those simple things are are as such. Firstly, from Ananias, if our Lord asked you to go and make peace with your enemy, with the person that you believe will never come around, will never know the Lord, will never find the truth. Would you do it? Maybe you have a bad relationship with a sibling or a parent. Maybe there's some real wounds there. Or maybe a neighbor or a one-time friend who's no longer a friend. Maybe you have seen someone go so far down the wrong path that it seems like they'll never come back. To that I say, what would you say if the Lord asked you to keep on pursuing them? What would you say if the Lord asked you to be a witness to that person, no matter how they've treated you, no matter how they've lived, Maybe they've done some heinous things, things that make you cry. Maybe they've done things that make you so angry. Maybe they've hurt you in such a real and tangible way that it seems like there's no going back. What if the Lord asked you to forgive and to be an instrument in his mercy? Would you do that? Would you accept? Would you say yes? Because in this instance, Ananias is giving us an example of what we're called to. We are called to be ready to accept God's 
invitation, no matter what it is. We are being called to turn to him in all things and being ready to say yes, even when he asks us to do difficult, challenging things. And sometimes that includes loving those who, in many instances, don't deserve our love, don't deserve our respect, don't deserve a second or third or fourth or fifth chance. They seem to have forfeited their opportunity for that. And yet our Lord shows us in this instance, the church shows us in this instance by having this feast day, that no one is forgotten by God. No one is unredeemable. And it starts with us being able to be instruments of his mercy and love. And then secondarily, it's looking at St. Paul, looking at Saul, and asking ourselves, how much of him do we possess? How much do we need our Lord? Do we need to quote-unquote convert? How much of that is us? And I think for many of us, we can honestly say that it is it is a real need. It is a real truth. That if we look in the mirror, we find ourselves being Paul in a lot of ways. Yeah, maybe we are not persecuting Christians in the same way. But we're in need of conversion. We're in need of the Lord's mercy. We're in need of being thrown off our horse, kicked on our butts, blinded, so that we can come back to him. So I invite you to reflect on those two things. I invite you to reflect on Ananias, his yes to the Lord. But I also invite you to reflect on the conversion of Paul, conversion of Saul, and say to yourself, Lord, I probably need to be thrown off my horse time and time again. And I invite you to just do that, to blind me so that I may actually see what you are trying to do in my life and help me to be the person that I'm called to be. Conversion is for everyone, and we mustn't forget that. So I invite you to do those two things. And then lastly, I invite you to pray. Pray for the conversion of those who are most in need. There are so many souls that are teetering between heaven and hell. And so many souls that could end up in hell because they do not have people praying for them. So let's make that our mission to pray for those who are most in need and give it all over to the Lord. Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. St. Paul, pray for us. Thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to subscribe and check out goodcatholic.com for more details.